Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, 15 of Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host, Tito, and we're going to jump right into this Monday Motivation, Motivation Monday. Today, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about resilience, all right? Um, what better time to be building up resilience than the crazy freaking era that we are living in right now? For my listeners that are not in the United States, you know, you're going through it too. Um, and if you're watching the news and they talk about the United States, I'm sure you're hearing some parts of how crazy things are with the election. And, you know, we got a sitting president who is basically telling everyone that the ele- the election is going to be false if he doesn't win i mean some of y'all might be in countries where you're used to that because you got dictatorships you know so needless to say the world's a crazy place covid is still killing off people like crazy here in the united states i think we're number two or whatever when it comes to to deaths but we're pushing two hundred fifteen thousand now and it's just crazy right um so how does that help you build resilience, you might say? Well, let's think about it, right? Um, and, and if you don't already, um, be sure to check out um, the other social media outlets, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Um, TikTok, if you check out TikTok and Facebook, I post things almost daily on there and sometimes multiple times a day so um if you find some of this stuff motivating definitely check that out because that'll give you a little dose every day and you'll hear some of the stuff we talk about on these podcasts uh we'll be on there in just a very short one minute shot right needless to say resilience right so if you've ever done some manual labor even if it's just going and working in your garden or something right or maybe you help someone move or something, right? And you end up getting a blister. You end up getting a, a callus on your hand, maybe because you've been doing gardening all day and your skin kind of blistered up and then it developed into a callus and everything. And, you know, a lot of times we look at that kind of stuff and we're like, oh, man, oh, my hand looks messed up. My hand's rough. Like, who's going to want to touch my hand? But let's be real. That's your body's way of protecting you, Right your body's being resilient to what you're doing. So if you're grabbing on shovels and stuff all day and you develop some calluses on your hands, it's to keep you from getting hurt, right? Um, so this pandemic, this this craziness that we're in, let's just talk about that, right? There are people that... We're some dirty people, right? Never washed their hands, never really cared about any of that stuff. And a lot of them are still the same. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, let's be real. More than likely, the people that you would see go to the bathroom and not wash their hands and go out, they're probably still not really washing their hands unless someone is watching them and then they might do it. But I've been in the bathroom just this week 
and watch someone use the bathroom and walk right out. And I was like, really? Like, dude, go back and wash your hands, right? So anyway, my point is, for some people, they're they're starting to create better habits. And then for some of us, they might have halfway had good habits with, you know, washing your hands all the time and everything. It, it's you're probably doing things a little bit more than you ever would have done before, right? So you're being becoming resilient to an environment, which I have to tell you guys, a lot of you that are bitching and complaining about your lives, a lot of you that um, wish you could lose weight, wish you could, you know, talk as eloquently as someone at work or someone at church or whatever, you can. You just choose to go the easy route. Right. And then when things don't work out your dream way, quote unquote. Right. And let's let me just give you an example. Right. Let's say at work there is someone who always speaks up in the group and they're really, they, they know their shit. Right. They're, they speak with authority. They speak with knowledge, understanding. And then after a while, it'll be with experience as well. Right. And you might sit there and feel one of two ways, right? Either you're, you're kind of grateful and maybe a little bit, you know, in envy of that person and thankful that they're bringing that to the table. Or you might feel envious in the bad way where you're like, dude, shut up. But you're really mad at yourself, right? Because you could be that person. You just don't put in the time. You just don't put in the effort. You just don't do what needs to be done to do it. And a lot of us like to think, oh, yeah, I knew that. Oh, oh, yeah, you knew that. Why didn't you say something then, right? Why are you letting someone else get all the credit? Oh, I don't I don't want to be that person. Well, then don't bitch about it. And when that person is making bonuses and making more money, then you don't bitch about it. My point is this. You can build up resilience in a negative way, which is you allow that to happen over and over and over and over again, kind of like, and I use this term probably more than I would like to, but most people can relate because we've seen it. And, and it can go man or woman, right? But I call it the, the battered housewife, right? Because a lot of times you see someone who's in a shitty relationship, and this could be man or a woman, right? And you know that they're a good person, and you know this other person isn't because they beat them or they treat them bad or they use them. You know, whatever. We, we've all known people like that or seen it, right? And you go, why don't they just leave? And sometimes they do leave. And, and I hate to say it, sometimes when it's like the battered woman, they leave and get beat up and then they go back, right? Same with the man. The man will be with someone that's straight out using them. Damn near says it to their face. But... Whether it's that trophy girlfriend or just that they, they have a fear of being alone, whatever it may be, they don't leave, right? And you'll sit there and you you might even give advice and you might even be like, come on, man. Or you know she ain't no good and why don't you go out with such and such? She's, she's a good woman. She's looking for a good man, you know, whatever, right? But they build up this negative resilience. They become resilient to the negativity that's happening to them, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, financial, whatever, right? And we hate that. But you don't hate it in yourself. 
when there's things that you want to achieve in life, whatever they may be, right? Whatever they may be, like I'm telling you, and I keep equating losing weight just because it's something that everyone can relate to. But like me right now, and and I'm going to shout out my old boss, Jim Freeze, again, because he gave me some really good advice um, when I left my old job and, and, and took on this new role. He said, you know, I've been listening to your podcast and, you know, you use that whole weight loss thing, but you're not doing it. And, you know, he, he was right. And I knew he was right. I built up a resilience saying, this is what I used to tell people. I am like the professor at college. I can teach you how to be that business, you know, ninja, that entrepreneur, that millionaire. I can teach you that. I just don't do it myself. Because I've always looked at that. Like, isn't it crazy that you'll pay 20, 50, 80, 100, $200,000 to get an education from people that aren't even doing what you want to do, right? I mean, think about that. Isn't that absurd? And don't get me wrong. I got two degrees and I'm thinking about going for my doctorate right now. But I think it's crazy that we pay other people that aren't even where we want to be. When a lot of times you can find a mentor for free, you literally stalk someone and, and message them and send them emails and paper letters and everything saying, look, you are somewhere I want to be. I would love if I could get 20 or 30 minutes a month with you every other week. Hell, if I could get an email response, that's at least a paragraph once a week from you where I can just ask some questions and, and pick your brain. That would be more valuable than a freaking education because the majority of the time, the older you get, if you're working towards your goals, you're going to develop experience. Once again, you're going to develop those calluses that help you get through what you need to get through. So needless to say, um, when I started working out, 242 pounds, I'm at 209 right now. So, And my goal was by the end of the year to be at 200 so we're October, what, 10th right now, and I only got nine pounds to lose. So I'm thinking if I can maybe somehow get it off by the end of this month, that I might try to shoot for 190, which is what I weighed when I got out of prison, and I was in really good shape. Unfortunately, my knee has been blowing out on me and my back too, so I got to deal with some uh, getting old issues. Anyway, resiliency. Let's get back on point. Sorry, rabbit hole. But when we're talking about resiliency, right, it can be negative or positive. What I'm really trying to push you guys to is when you're doing something that's negative, like I'll tell you, I was playing some video games earlier. I was also waiting for my daughter to finish up her lunch so I could put her down for her nap. But I could have been reading my newspaper. I could have been reading a book. I could have been writing out a script for a podcast. You know, there's so many things I could have been doing. So I get mad at myself. I also got some aches and pains today. So I've been debating not working out. More than likely, I will work out after I get off this podcast. Resiliency, once again, my body tells me not to. And don't get me wrong, to an extent, maybe I shouldn't because I do have aches and pains. But... I've developed my J-O-B, which if you guys have listened to my other podcasts, is justifying obsessive behavior, right? And my obsessive behavior is I have to burn 500 calories a day. It's just like a mindset now. I feel bad if I don't get a minimum of 6,000 steps in. 
but I've averaged this week, I think 12,000 steps a day. Not bad. You know what I mean? So I really want to get out and maybe go for a three-mile jog or something, right? Just so I can knock that out. Because FYI, three miles for me takes about 40-ish minutes. And I burn about 480 calories. If you look at another calorie counter, it's 550. So it puts me right around my, my sweet spot, right? Needless to say, that's a resiliency to kind of being lazy. So it's a good one, right? But the flip side is people get resilient saying, well, my knee hurt. I, I got a pain in my knee. That's real. Like it really does hurt and it is kind of scaring me. I'm going to go see a doctor about it, but I'm not going to let that stop me. Like if my knee literally blows out, I won't go run, right? But I'm not going to let it stop me. And I'll tell you while I'm running, I get a few little pains. But before I know it, my little in my ear pod is telling me one mile and then I'm like okay well I'm one mile in then it goes two miles I'm like wow okay and then before I know it is three and yesterday I did three and then I was like yeah I haven't done four in a while so I did four uh, develop that stuff y'all develop it I'm telling you resiliency to the bullshit basically right which means also you got to be able to tell people like hey um not right now or no <laughs> it's really hard whatever you're doing if you're driving if you're sitting at your desk at work listening to this say it out loud right now just say no that is like the hardest word to say like whether it's at work whether it's in our personal lives you know to just tell someone no without regret right because some of us will say no. Some of us are assholes. So if you're an asshole, you're probably like, I can say no to everyone. But for the good people out there, it's hard to say no because then you feel like, oh, man, I'm letting that person down. Oh, man, they needed me, though. You also need you to look out for you, right? So I have a thing, and I think it's funny because Simon Sinek is, even wrote a book off of it, Leaders Eat Last, and anyone who's ever worked with me, even been around me, I won't eat until everyone else has started eating, right? Um, I'm not going to say I've always been that way. I always like to look out for people, but I'll never forget when I was um, coming up the, the corporate ranks and um, we would have these big, you know, meetings and potlucks and things and like people would always be straggling in, you'd get other departments showing up and, you know, I'd always let the women go first and so I might wait a while and get in line, but then as other people came in, I'd be like, oh, nope, nope, nope. And so I ended up not getting all the good stuff, right, because people would take it all. And then I just got to a point where I said, you know what, instead of being this fool that stays at the back of the line and keeps letting everyone cut in front of them, I'll just wait. Because I really do want everyone to get what they want first. It makes me feel good. Don't get me wrong, if there's some really good food, and yeah, I might be like, damn, I should, I wish I had some of that. But it's not that big a deal, you know? It And it is for other people, so um, that's just me. Anyway, back to being resilient, right? I've talked about this a few times, too. Like, when a building, like right now, this little condo that's going up... Um, right little down the street like I can literally see it out the window here um it was like a vacant lot like a grass field not three months ago 
and then they started putting in gravel and stuff. Then they started laying cement, doing the foundation, and you know, over the course of like the last four weeks, I mean, they're they're framing up, they're starting to actually build. They got all the electrical sewer lines and everything in. But if you were to look at that just four months, five months ago, you know, it was nothing. There was nothing there. Um, and if someone had looked maybe a week or two later, eh, a little bit of work being done. And even just a, a couple of weeks ago when it was just the foundation, it was a slab of cement with some pipes and wires sticking up. I mean, even if you put a tent on there, it wouldn't be comfortable, you know. But the thing is, is to see the end game. And I'll do another podcast on this, but um, I just finished a book by Simon Sinek called um, The Infinite Game, right? And the premise, you know, the nutshell of it is so often we don't have that grit, that resiliency to see something through. We want to play a finite game. And a finite game means kind of like baseball, right? So a baseball game is nine innings. Whoever has the highest score at the end wins. Yes, it could go into extra innings if they're tied, right? And every once in a while, games do go super long. But for the most part, nine innings, the game is over. Football, four quarters, the game is over. You know, hockey, three quarters, you know, or three periods, whatever it's called. Um, But... There's time limits, right? Or scores. You hit a certain score, you win. Those are finite games. But why is it okay for an NFL team or a hockey team or whatever to lose 5, 10 games? Because it's all the games added up to get them to where they're going. But they're still playing a finite game. At the end, someone wins the World Series, someone makes it to the playoffs, etc., right? Life... Life, people, life, I've talked about this too. You were born to die. The second you were born, you started dying. You might grow and get teeth and then lose teeth and a new set of teeth comes in. You're dying. Your body is literally dying, right? So why, why play a finite game? Now, you might say, well, if you're dying, that is a finite game because there's an absolute end. You're right. But what if I told you you needed to work, right, really hard at something, and you're going to do it for 20 years, right, 20 years. Maybe it's chipping away at a rock, right, and you're going to die and not get to see or reap the rewards of your work. Could you do it? Could you? Do you have the grit? Do you have the resiliency to say, it doesn't matter, I'm going to get it done? Now, what if I told you the same thing, but by doing this, you set your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister up For the rest of their life. Your grandchild. For the rest of their life. Now is it something you think you might be able to do? See we always focus on. What's in it for me. And when do I win. Right. When I'm talking resiliency. I'm talking about being able to do it. Knowing 
that you might not ever see the end game, but maybe you'll be remembered for what you did do, right? I've talked about this too, like you die twice, right? You die when you die, and then you die when people stop talking about you. Look at Chadwick Boseman, right? The man died, what, at least a month ago, probably a little bit more? They're still talking about him. I'm sure the next, you know, Marvel movie is going to be dedicated to him, right? Like, when you do things right, people remember you. Mother Teresa, Gandhi, right? And even some people that don't do things right. Hitler, Stalin, right? Like, people remember them for that lifelong, that infinite game work. So build up your resiliency to the BS. Build the calluses on your soul to get you through what you need to get through. And understand that the torch doesn't fall when you fall. It's going to get handed off. Make sure it's a clean handoff. You know what I mean? Make sure that you stay grinding every day. And if that means you start off working on your your goals, your dreams for five minutes a day and then you double it up to to ten minutes a day and before you know it, you're doing an hour, two hours and then you're you're doing other things like I, I I can't stress that enough. I just attended a virtual leadership conference and I'm a very outspoken person in case you haven't noticed and um, I've always been one to kind of say my two cents but when I went to these conferences in person I didn't speak a lot because as much as I'm an extrovert I'm not a talkative person I'm not a social person in that regards and if I'm not around people I already know I usually don't say a whole lot but this was a virtual event and there were people that I worked with at other agencies there so they're saying hi which and there's a chat box well, it's easy for me to type, so I'm sitting there typing out stuff, and I I got reached out to by a few different people, like wanting to connect with me and talk more about my story and and my leadership qualities and stuff. And and I thought to myself, wow, how how stupid is this that all these years I've been in this this business and in this industry, and these people have been around most of them, and they're just now like even getting to know me or, or thinking about me. I just think it's weird. But stay resilient, stay focused, stay pushing, follow your dreams and make them your realities and then come up with new dreams. So if nothing else, I hope you got from this, develop those calluses on your soul to get you through because you were born for a reason. You are here to add value. You have purpose. Make it freaking happen. Leave a legacy for whoever, right? Pass that torch and make sure it's going in a direction that's positive, intuitive, and destiny for you and those that follow. This is Tito Fatina Life. I hope you got value from this.